Calling all units, calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, toast. But we don't, he's gonna have something here. Here, you guys grab this for the toast. Uh, you making me drink somebody else's water? Yeah, well, that's mine. It's okay. We all got tested. COVID tested. We're good. <laughs> Salute, Cheers, boys. I should have just grabbed the whiskey. Why not? Yeah. It's all good. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the Donut Shop Podcast. I am your co-host, host, yeah. half a host. Whatever you want to call it. All right. You called Nick. me your podcast wife last week. <laughs> <laughs> Nick from Nick Off Duty. What's up, guys? It's Justin from Florida. And we got a, a <laughs> special guest here that uh, I actually met through a good friend of mine. He was actually on the podcast yeah. not too long ago. It was a good one. Yeah. We talked a lot of uh, tactics about SWAT and all that stuff. So he introduced yeah. me to you. And uh, shout out to Chris from TTOG who got this Chris. man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wherever yeah, he's man. at. Yeah. Uh, who got this man here sitting in front of me. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. You have a, a, an array of credentials that we're going to get into. But go ahead and introduce yourself to the, uh, the, the people out here that are watching on YouTube yeah. and listening on uh, podcast land. Man, covering all angles, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So just wanted to say hi to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's always great to sit with new people and have new conversations. The topics might be the same, but you'll hear a different take because the way people interview, and this is why I'm excited, right? Yeah. So, um, the way people interview is what, what drives me, and I was really excited to be on this one. Um, I guess I should tell you my name. Yeah, I was going to ask. He's like, man, he's like, we talked about tangents, and yeah. uh, there we go. So <laughs> my name is Roel Martinez. I former Chicago police officer, mm-hmm. uh, military contractor, post that, uh, trainer, instructor on all levels, I guess, uh, kind of a fast-tracking kind of guy, because if I'm not doing something that's fast-paced, man, I'm bored, and yeah. I can't, can't live like that, so... And you can hear it in my voice, fast-paced all the time. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, former PD, Chicago. Yeah. Big time. It's a Great big, city. Big city. Yeah. Big city. So, I want to get into that. I want to talk a little bit about that. we got a lot of law enforcement listeners that listen to the podcast. A lot of aspiring law enforcement officers. Um, you had an interesting career, at least from what your Instagram says. Um, and when what you show or fail to show, because you had the mask on. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, apparently you worked in a narc unit, so I want to talk did. a little bit about that. But first, before uh, we talk about the law enforcement stuff, give us a little bit about background. Tell us about Ra- Raul. We want to know about Raul. See, it's, it's funny that he says it that way, because yeah. Raul and Raul are yeah. two different people now, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the growth and the evolution from yeah. getting yelled at by a Mexican mom mm-hmm. growing up and never being on time. And, and that whole telephone game, one window yelling at another all the way down the street, and you're in the alley yeah. setting shit on fire because <laughs> yeah. you're nine and yeah. who cares? Yeah. Um, so, so I grew up in Pilsen. So if anybody who knows Chicago, Pilsen in the past, so now it's gentrified. Yeah. Now they have Starbucks and, and nice. stuff. Um, nice. And it's funny that I say that as I show were, up drinking were, one. Yeah, you were um, drinking Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> times change, times yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. So it was a really interesting neighborhood. Everybody that I know now is... It said, it said I, or that thing everybody says, right, jail, dead, or some nonsense, right? My best yeah. friend's in jail for the rest of his life. My mom decided to, and it's funny, this it's a Mexican thing to say my mom, apparently, yeah. um, instead of mom. Uh-huh. I get yelled at by my sisters all the time. Really? They're like, it's our mom, right? Um, again, tangent. My, wa- my wife's Salvadorian. It's the same thing. They do the same she, thing, right? She, she talks to her sisters, my mom, and I'm like, I'm sitting there looking at her, the white guy <laughs> saying the same thing, going... No, it's, it's you. Both of you have the same mom. 
I, I know this. And she's like, no, it's my mom. It's got to so, be yeah, it is, Hispanic it is, culture. Yeah, it's like Central, Central like American. Mine. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm the New Yorkian side of the, the the family and a little bit of Italian. So I never really heard the, the yeah. my mom. Is it more your it's, mom then? It's, uh, yeah, your hey, mom? go call your mom. You talking about my mom? Tell her I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I feel like you just Wait, did, your mom, did your mom make a dinner? Like, damn, that, that escalated quickly yeah. real fast. Hey, oh, well, pleasure to meet you. How's your mom doing? Damn. We're talking about moms. It always goes there. All right. Uh, so, yeah, grew up in Chicago, like I said, as a kid. And, and it was a rough neighborhood then. It's better now. Uh, mom made some changes. We moved to the north side. The north side's a little bit different, so just north of Wrigleyville. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, you've been to Chicago, yeah. so you know it's a, it's a cool area. And shit just changed. And the military was always kind of an idea. Always had these G.I. Joes. Hell yeah. And they went on some of the coolest missions, man. Yes. <laughs> the best missions. Yeah. G.I. Joe yeah, yeah. the best. Oh, oh. oh. Shout out. Barbell's oh, see? 5-0. A little play on G.I. Joe. Yeah. 5-0. Real American hero. That's that subliminal shit, man. Boom. I could have avoided that whole story, but I bet that logo was playing in the yeah. back of my and head. Just and I had to, to mention G.I. Joe's it. Out. I think we all played with G.I. Joe's. Way to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then I joined the military. Uh... So branch, even before branch, that, in what? the army. Oh, thank yeah, you for your service, my friend. Well, I tried to be a marine, uh, um, but they don't they don't like smart people, <laughs> so I, I had to do the army. Uh, <laughs> uh, you said no to eating the crayons. <laughs> I was like, no, dude, that's not a good idea. It's a you crayon. Know, I don't wax need... and toxins. Like, He's a color yeah, pencil kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just eat the wood, right? <laughs> uh, so no, it was it was. Uh, I had tattoos on on the back of my neck, oh. and at that time, nothing that showed outside of a t-shirt. And so I went and got them lasered off, and yeah. they were still like, nah. What were the tattoos of? Old school affiliations. Uh, ah, <laughs> Los Locos 13s? Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Los Pinto Beans. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> shit uh, like that. So, right. yeah. yeah uh, like but they were cool about it, and they were just like, hey, we're just going to introduce you to our neighbor. And the recruiting station has everybody, right? Yeah, so they're all there. Shook some hands, and the guy was like, hey, this is the coolest job in the Army. I was like. I want the coolest job in the army, yeah. so I joined. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that was yeah, a good very time. Cool. Yeah. So we're not gonna say the affiliations, but uh, you know what? Though my belief for good good officers, it, it takes a wolf to catch a wolf. You know, so you have to have a little bit of that in you, yeah. but just know where the boundaries are. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, well, even affiliations, people can piece it together. Yeah, Mexican dude, Latin dude. Yeah. Were Better you, than everybody else. Hmm. Were you uh, 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 tops, <laughs> tops? Tops. There you go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Royalty. Uh, right. Yeah. Let's 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 a lead crown, the, let's lead let's somewhere. lead the crowd in that direction. Yeah. Uh, my little sister still gives me shit. She's like, man, I can't believe you used to run really from the cops and then get on rooftops and then throw bottles at their cars wow. and now you're the guy getting bottles thrown at you. I was like, holy man. shit! How the world turns up. Huh? Takes man, a wolf no. to catch a wolf. It does, yeah. man. El lobo. <laughs> so she's bilingual. I should have prepared for this. Uh, I don't know. Those I, are Nick's three Spanish words. <laughs> I'm tapped right Taco, now. Oh, man, I was about Lobo. to start talking Spanish. I didn't realize. We're... <laughs> no, no, no. Well, South Florida, you know, anything really goes. So if I get enough whiskey in me, I, I can. Uh, you start yeah. bringing oh, it out. Believe it. What, hey, by the way, uh, what did you have before you got here? What food did you have? Uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> go ahead, man. I want, yeah. I want to hear your uh, Espanol. I mean, no, I can't even forget it. I'm trying to it's be tea, in the game, tita. and I'm not thinking of it's chicken tinga tacos. Ooh. Yeah, so yeah. we made, one, one we made chicken tinga yeah. last night. One Who made time? it? Uh, my wife we, and I. Okay. Well, my you wife you and helped? I. Yeah, I'm her sous chef. That's, yeah. that's when you shred yeah. the chicken breast Yeah, shred, with, shred, is yeah. it chipotle? Yeah, it's uh, poblano. Yeah, we okay. use poblano yeah, peppers, yeah. And, and we use some spices and onions, and we make yeah. it all, and then blend it, and then cook that, and Fuck. fold it through with the chicken. Sorry, I didn't the bring The name over. one more time. 
<laughs> oh, tinga. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just saying it how, like, the silly way she likes to say it. Yeah. I could say a gringo and go call it tinga. Uh, Chicken right. tinga tacos. Okay. Like, it's not the know, same. It's, not <laughs> it's, the same. It's, it's like Raul and you know, uh, Raul or Raul. Okay, so um, you go to the military army. Deployed. Yes. So, yeah, we... I got in, and then it was because we were assigned. So after basic training, they're like, well, this is where you're going, right? Everybody gets assigned a certain station. What, what year was that about? <sighs> Late 2004. Okay, so shit was yeah. real. Shit was real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still real. And it was a decision. Like, I, I, I sat on the fence for a little bit. I know I wanted to do it, but there was other shit going on. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I actually had this conversation with one of my, my clients recently, and I was like, I was making a lot of money as a bad kid. Yeah. So then, oh, really? do I then go to be a good person for the military and get Modest. paid like eleven cents an hour? Because yeah. yeah. you're working twenty four hours, and you're yeah. making like yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. bucks a week, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's brutal pay. Yeah. Um, but it was more of a decision to now. I started to realize how much more I wanted to make my parents proud versus yeah. just fuck around. Yeah, yeah. And so instead of being a little dirtbag, I, I was like, you know what? Let's see if I can make mom happy and let's see if I can make dad happy. And so then the, the mindset started to change. And that also started to change the way I saw people. So yeah. I was like, how can I better people? Seeing my mom smile more, seeing <laughs> – I just said it again yeah. – uh, seeing people better was like, man, that's contagious, right? So then that's where I started to pick up the fact that I like to teach and other things that all came from being in the military. Mm. So I, I want to I go back. So what were you doing it for? Just to fit in or like you, that was what your boys were doing? If my boys are into baseball, I'm going to play baseball. I'm going to play basketball. It just so happens that my friends around yeah. the neighborhood, that's what that was going on. That's just what it was. That's just what it was. And it, even, even in our – so a giant city like Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, I'll tell you some cop stories later as we get into the cop stuff, but – even in that in the giant city, the three by three block radius yeah. is all we knew yeah. for a long time. That, that you can get hurt so, going outside that radius. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you won't leave. No. Uh, so we're, we're there, and sorry, what you got? You're, he, you're so, on live, right? Yeah, he's on the gram live. I'm, yeah, Wait, he's live right now. Boom. <laughs> There's his hand. So look at my hand. It's true. Yeah, and so. Because of that, it's you're isolated to your, your group of people, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever the coolest kid in town or the oldest kid who's like the leader of the pack is doing, yeah, everyone's trying to do that, right? So you have your role models and you have the dudes that are tougher. And I wasn't by any means an excellent bad kid. Yeah, um, I got my ass kicked. I kicked some ass. Yeah. I got my ass kicked again. And then they were like, well, Happens. dude, at least can take a beating. Let's, let's let them roll. All right. Mm -hmm. So hung out with the guys. And that's just kind of why the bad side happened because it was convenient. It was convenient. That was what was around, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's, but that's good to understand um, moving forward later on in your career when you become a police officer. I mean, you, you know the streets. You know what some of these kids are going through. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of got a better understanding of how to relate to them. Like, hey, man, I, I was one of you guys. You yeah. Know? So well, what patterns? Oh, go ahead. Right? Because people see patterns, right? Yeah. Um, well, maybe people don't see them initially, but when you when you start to see patterns, you see them everywhere. Yeah. And so that pattern that that was happening to me as a kid and to a lot of us, like you said, as a cop, you can see that and be like, hey, check it out. You can almost like pretend you can tell them the future. Be yeah. like, there's four of you. In about a month, one of you's in jail. And then it happens and you roll back and you're like, where's Timmy? Yeah. He's in jail. I was like, what did I tell you? And then they're like, oh, shit, this guy's for real. So yeah. now you can make impact. But it's, if you didn't know that in the past, the patterning would have been different. Yeah. Because we know the end result of being mm -hmm. a shitbag, right? Yeah. Um, I, I can't say I'm one family, one generation removed 
from the hood. Because <laughs> my parents, uh, the Bronx, you know, yeah. so they were out there in, in South South, Boogie Down Bronx. That's where I get all my B-boy moves from. It was in the <laughs> house. You know, you still had some residue in the house. Um, but going out to the street and patrolling um, some of these neighborhoods, I had to kind of get acclimated and adjusted to what some of these kids were going through. So having coming from the neighborhood and becoming a police officer, I think you have a one-up. So if there's anybody listening out in podcast land or watching on YouTube or on IG Live, hey, man, uh, we're looking for you. Yes. Yeah, we're looking for people yeah. just like you. So that- I'll tell you, I'll give you an example for guys listening that are on that, on that same fence line. Look, when you become a cop, you start going into people's houses at their worst, right? Yep. So you go to their shit, and it's a bad day. Mm-hmm. And they may not live the way you live, right? So an example, a kid who grows up in a suburb, clean house all the time, food on the table all the time, no trash, no, no nothing, right? Everything's clean and pristine. That's a very different sensation when that guy walks through a door yep. and the house is shit and the kids are eating ketchup packets for dinner, Yep. Totally. right? That's a different sensation. But guys like us that grew up in that and, and my friends live like that. Yeah. I've, I've, I've slept over my friend's house, and the, the whole house is cockroach infested. <laughs> so to me, when I walk yeah. in to do a job yeah. at a shithole, yeah. I don't give a shit about the environment. It's just something I've been to before. Yeah. But other guys, they're like, oh, man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go in there. Oh, don't touch the walls. I'm like, but you're a fucking cop with a badge, and you're scared of the wall because it moves? Yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. it. It's cockroaches, yeah. yeah. but nobody yeah. wants that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for you law dogs out there that go into uh, roach-infested areas, go to the pumps. Put some gasoline on the ground, step your boots into them, and let them sit there for about 30 to 45 seconds. Kills all the eggs. That way you don't get an infestation in your cop car like we did. That happened to us. We went back to the squad car, and the, the eggs hatched. Two oh, days later, oh, wow. the whole car internally was covered in cockroaches. Oh, wow. Yeah, but we had them on our boots, and we didn't realize that's it. A, no. That's a good tip. Yeah. Because so you get p- patrol cars that end up having cockroaches. Right. And, and, little, and the little fast ones. I don't know if you guys have the little fast ones over there. We have the big one. They're like the size of this phone. Yeah. Shit. They're <laughs> yeah, called Florida. palmettos. Yeah. yeah. They're like cockroaches on steroids. They little, move a little more brazenly. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever, man, yeah. whatever. They're walking by the house. Like, Turn the lights on. Like, Come on, can you turn yeah. the lights off, you know? <laughs> they start sheets on. Yeah. yeah. And you, you hit them with a chancleta. Like, yeah. I'm like, man, what are you doing right yeah. now? <laughs> so, so we have a little, they're a little more brazen down here. I know I've been up north, so they go, they, they're a little faster. They're fast. Those, guys are, those guys are scary. Yeah. Bro, the fleas. I, yeah. we've, I've had fleas from going into a house and getting Whoa. on a call. And then you come back in your car and you're like, what is all? Oh, my God. Yep. And then you look at your legs and you're like, whoa. Oh, they're all bit up and it's like, and I don't even see what it is, but it was fleas. Uh, babe, I swear to God, it was, it was at work, babe. Yeah, I, sat yeah. on, I sat on a toilet seat, babe. Yeah, itchy crotch, oh, and you're oh, blaming man. work. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, no. Right? <laughs> uh, we, I, I think we took a, a, a left turn really fast. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, right, that so, was like three lefts, man. Yeah. So you were in the military. That's right. See how see how we sidetrack, and you called it, man. Yeah. And it's the way it goes, right? Yeah. The nature of conversation. Yeah. So the uh, the military. Let's go back to the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You get deployed overseas. You went to Iraq, right? right? Okay. So 2007, all the way through 2009. So I, I volunteered to stay after and help um, just collect everything, and then just come later, right? The the money helped. It was another four, three, four months of extra pay. So I stuck around, and did that. Um, it was fun, man. It was fun. It had its ups and downs, right? So burying two friends is never a good thing. Mm. But uh, the lessons learned, which, man, again, it comes back to law enforcement. I I, I re-experienced an event, 
and it, it was shitty, but it was it, it had to happen, right? It kind of led to another path. So really cool deployment, lots and lots of driving, lots and lots of socializing. Yeah. Uh, working with interpreters was like an exciting thing because yeah. I feel like they lie. Yeah. When they're translating your yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, hey, man, tell him that we'll be back tomorrow. And then he has a whole conversation with them. And I'm like, I feel like you lied. Yeah. <laughs> you told them shit that we didn't say. Yeah. And uh, then yeah. he, he would just look at you and he wouldn't translate. He'd be like, OK, everything's good. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? I, I need a, a, an answer. Right. Yeah, so yeah. It, it was cool. So the experience there was fun working with uh, other people from other countries as, as allies and even just with the community. So we would buy chicken from this one place every time we drove by just to keep that relationship right mm-hmm. and it was a little hideout for us we'd cut there and we'd start to see and paint a picture of the town and who's where who's moving what yeah. befriend the person they tell you and then i'm like well there's no chickens around here yeah. where are the chickens coming from yeah. so now the story of where the chickens come from who brings them in and it just paints a big picture as to how that town would operate yeah and it was easier to maneuver so the whole basically policing in another country right yeah, yeah. it's intel gathering yeah um so yeah, it was it was a fun fun rotation, uh, a few skirmishes. I think one of our captains wrote a book about one of our like three day gunfight thingies. Um, you, you wouldn't know the where to find it. You know what? Send it to me, and uh, yeah, send and we'll, send me yeah, the link. Yeah. I think we'll I, put it down below. So it was, a, it was the Battle of Zambrinia, or Bushieffi, one of the two. So those were our two big skirmishes when we were down there. We're third ID, so it's a big unit that deploys constantly out of Fort Stewart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because I so this is probably one of the first times I talk about like a battle or a, or, or or some engagement. I I kind of put that shit aside. Like I don't even think about it. But yeah. I, I ended up funny enough. Uh, my buddy is uh, on the other side of this whole world view right now, and he's like, I remember you, man. You used to be rage against the machine and <laughs> f the world, and now you're the opposite. I'm yeah. like, well, no, I matured and realized that things need to work in concert, right? Yeah. And so he started reminding me. He's like, hey, man, remember that skirmish we were in? Hey, man, you remember this? And I'm like, bro, I totally put that away. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, filed it away. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and even a, the, a big incident where we recovered one of our guys out of a, of a now totally burnt Humvee, and we pulled the whole body charred into a bag, and we transported back to the base. Um, even that I had put away until I responded to a vehicle accident, and it was almost like replicated perfectly yeah. um, to the point where like it was an eerie like man is this like a twilight zone moment yeah because mm-hmm. there was helicopters involved overseas there was helicopters involved here yeah there was two vehicles and it was the one that tried to recover the other one when we were overseas but didn't yeah so the other one's charred and it was like this crazy event that just like replayed itself but now here right wow. um and then that opened that file up so then i started to really process that and think that uh but that just helps man guys and this is i guess a mushy moment for even for law dogs or anybody if you don't process those emotions you lose them yeah. and if you lose them you lose yourself and then you get shitty then you're sad at night then you can't sleep then you can't do all these other things that that isn't part of the psyche i get it we shouldn't have to deal with trauma yeah but we can manage it mm-hmm. um so i talk to dudes all the time i have I've now two friends that i lost that graduated with me from the police academy and i fuck that pattern two and two i don't like that but yeah right patterns uh one was a suicide because of uh of uh, his old lady and the other dude died on a motorcycle accident mm. um motorcycles are, are dangerous man. well was it a long my girl now calls them donor cycles because she works at the va yeah oh, and wow. she's like those dudes just we their bodies are basically just new parts for everybody else oh. guys who ride bikes was it in the, in the line of duty or was it uh he was on the personal? way to work he's so he's a motorman yeah 
Well, no, he was riding, riding his, his bike, bike. Okay. on the way to work. Okay. Um, and that was a shit show because he was one of my guys. I was uh, the class commander for, for that guy, and it, it sucked to have to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the military was fun. All the, the deployment was crazy. Uh, two, two fucking heroes that we had to bury, and they're still honored and remembered by the crew. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot, man. I yeah. learned a lot about teaching, fighting, um, interacting with international um, personnel. Yeah. Uh, just leadership in general. So if you guys are on the fence about the military, we need guys that want to do it for the right reasons, which is leadership and development. It's not a paycheck. It's not just free TRICARE. Similar to the police, right? Even uh, in Chicago, we started to get a lot of guys who wanted to come on just for the paycheck and the medical benefits. Uh-huh. So they didn't give two shits about the community. Yeah, they right. didn't care about patrolling. They didn't care about anything. They show up. They just hang out. Oh, I'll do this call. And then... Hold me down on it for 45 minutes on a yeah. bullshit call because um, they just wanted to collect the paychecks. Uh, so do it for the right reasons. People still believe in you. People still trust and admire and really hold the jobs of service uh, in high regard no matter what people are saying. So so would you say the military saved you because you were right there? You said uh, I could have kept rolling with the boys. Would you give yeah. it to the military? Or would you say, Dad, you know what? I saved me. I, I had to. Epiphany, where I was like, you know I think, what? I think mom, 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 mom? yeah, my mom, or your not mom. your mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I think mom That's was good. was the driving factor. She made some decisions, yeah, right before I decided to join the military that changed the path we were on, and so she changed the environment. Like I said, I moved yeah. to the north side, so she changed the environment. So she removed me from the path that I was going, and then from that, I was able to focus more on the military. Right, so nice. post post 9-11 and i'm just sitting stewing like fuck i need more meaning too yeah and the streets just you can replace dudes on the street right yeah um something you do it service related it makes impacts on others in a positive way yeah and i guess it's the negative way that doesn't help that you go you go home and you're like man i hope that dude's brother doesn't fucking come find me right where now it's like if you're helping people and you look forward to like maybe seeing somebody that you helped or, or things like that so yeah. i'm gonna give mom the full credit for that uh she just changed the direction which allowed me to focus on what i wanted to do yeah. and not be bombarded by the environment nice I say you retatted up with a mom on the back of the Damn. neck. <laughs> what? Yes. Nice car. Right here. Right in the front of the neck. Across the dude. She'd be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, All right. Uh, you want to take a you want to take a quick break? Let's take a break. And we'll be take. right back. Yep. Hey guys, I want to tell you where I just bought my last few guns from. Zulu Armory. I want to thank those guys. Rolando Garcia. He's a man down there. They're over in Doral, 1365 Northwest 98th Court, number 7, down in Doral. Not too far from the Dolphin Mall. Go check them out. They got great deals. They have ammo in stock right now. Instagram is great, too, at Zulu underscore Armory. Go check them out. They always show off what they have in stock. You can preview it. Just give Rolly a call. All right, we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Jay. You haven't really. Uh, you want to. You want to pose some questions. I'm, I'm, I, I'm dude. I just sit here and I just and I just absorb it all and yeah. I soak it all in. We get guys that that just that have great stories and want to talk and yeah. inspirational. Uh, and it and it yeah. I mean, it's just something different every episode and and it's and it's awesome but yeah. the show's not over so I'm, no. I'm sitting here like signing off like thank you for being here i was like man that was short yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
quick 20-minute show. All right. All right. Chicago. Chicago yes. PD. Chi-Town. Yeah. Chirac. Huh? There's yeah. a lot of, lot of uh, nicknames out there for it. It's pretty bad uh, recently. Uh, I don't know when you, during your career. So how about, we'll start with some years yeah. at the PD. What years? How long was your tenure there? Yeah. So post, post-military, right? So lived there, did the military, and then came back to the city. Yeah. Um, how, what was it? 12, 2012, 2013. Uh, man, that's that long, huh? Ten yeah. years? More, right? I'm not, that? I'm not good at math. Say, that was, that was seven or eight. So seven or eight years? Yeah. Seven or eight long Damn. years in, in Chirac. So we can call it ten. We can round up. Sure. I like cops, up. we always round up. Well, yeah, yeah. What's like when people ask me, hey, man, how old are you? I'm like 45. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you look good for 45. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because I'm 38. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 1982, uh, 1982. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, me too. So, yeah, 1982, 1982. I, but yet you guys can grow beards, and I yeah. still can't grow a beard. Genetics. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Genetics. Uh, so, yeah. I, it's not Saxon Anglo. The department, the, being with the, the department wasn't something that I, I really made a decision to do. Somebody did it for me. Um, uh. I was seeing somebody on the department at the time, and I was on a contract in Australia. And so they called me, and they're like, hey, come finalize the paperwork, right? And I think I've told this story once or twice. But, yeah, so she had access to all my records and submitted them all for me. <laughs> and I submitted an application because it was like a, a, like a out-of-nowhere hiring phase. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like so it was like a 30-day window. Whoever yeah. signs up now gets past all this criminal backgrounds and no. <laughs> felony charges. You're, you're good. <laughs> and I wasn't that bad. <laughs> But so Wait, she, what? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so she signed me up, and, and I get the call, and I'm like, oh, cool. I, I guess I'll do that. So I came back, knocked it all out, became a cop. And uh, the nickname, the, the one-year wonder, was because I, I changed um, from units pretty much every year. Yeah. I did something different, right? And it's, it's not always a common thing, but I think it was, a, it was a good time and place in the department it was before the DOJ started their investigation. Uh, so it was still like, oh, this is my guy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. well, now you're on the narcotics team. Or this is my buddy. Now you're on gangs. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like that. So it was really cool to, to be a part of that. That and the relationships that I had forged outside of law enforcement. So I was, I was pretty active. I would go to training events. I would go mm-hmm. meet other cops. I, and not all of them advertised that they were cops. So a few guys that I, that I met in training, uh, one became the lieutenant of the academy. And so that's kind of how, like, that shift happened. Let's just backtrack. So after I go through uh, two weeks into the academy, the class commander bombed his position. And they're like, well, you were military. You were a drill sergeant. Like, why don't you do it? And I was like, I don't want to do it. I've been doing this. Uh, But then I ended up doing it because I wasn't comfortable with how I was being managed by somebody else. I was like, oh, you're terrible. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it better. So I started doing it, right? I, I took over that slot, and I carried the class to the end, right? And, so it's like and, a class leader. You're the class leader. Yeah. Down here, it's uh, class leader, which essentially is the same thing. Yeah. 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 Sounds Simple. cooler. Yeah. Your sounds cooler. How long is your academy? It is uh, is ours, just, ours just under Broward nine months. 22 weeks. Uh, ours is just under nine months. It's like... Yeah, it can go seven to eight. Unless you break your wrist, and then it's thirty-three weeks. Shit. Well, <laughs> the thing is, it goes by hours, and then, yeah. um, so sometimes, if if there's Christmas vacation right, or something, or something happens, it, yeah, get, it, it gets expanded with COVID. Yeah. Was, it slowed things down, so it, it expanded a little bit. But eh, about around nine months. Yeah, yeah. So ours, I think, is six and a half months total. So 
because you guys are one of the bigger ones, right? I think we're like number three, metropolis-wise. Actually, um, our city uh, is not. It's like twenty-three square miles, so it's not that big. Yeah, but population density. Yeah, we, we're dense, yeah. but uh, I want to say we're not that big of a city compared to like NYPD. Well, what's the officer numbers here? Where we got like fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred. That's it. That's From it. Miami. That's it. But Fuck. but we you have thirteen thousand. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> if you take into if you take into account Miami Dade County and you count that, use them. Yeah, because we're we're broken up to different municipalities. Like yeah. the little pockets here, up there would be boroughs. In New York, would be boroughs. So this section is a borough, whatever. Right. So there are different precincts here. It's an actual city. Yeah. So so we're districts too. Yeah. yeah. So it's. Gotcha. We're a little bit. Yeah, and all those districts are named towns that pretty much everybody just calls. So, yeah, the township of the area. Yeah, yeah. You know, the area. 14,000? 13,000. 13,000. So when I left, it was 13,000 on the books. Yeah. I think active, maybe eight. So some were on medical, some were on some sort of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, CR's up the butt, man, in Chicago. You get in trouble for everything. What's a CR? Yeah. It's so it's like a, it's the the disciplinary report, right? Okay. It's like a citation or something for a cop. I never had one that stake or that stuck. So. I complaints, internal affairs complaints. So there's two, the right? Thing. Well, an internal affair one would be like I, you're we're partners, and I'm like, hey, he's drinking, right? So that's internally. Oh, okay, okay. Um, or if it goes beyond like somebody filing a complaint from the outside in, right? Then that shifts as well. Yeah. If it's sustained, then it goes to IA. IA then does the investigation. Otherwise, mm-hmm. your supervisor will just handle it on scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, we have something similar, um, but not really. I think it, it all goes to IA now because sergeants were handling small complaints yes. on right. scene. Yeah. But, if it but met, then that's your boy. If it met a threshold, <laughs> yeah, if it met a threshold, <laughs> then it, yeah, goes, yeah. it goes to IA. But I think now, and even so, those complaints got submitted to IA, so, and they wouldn't. Just follow up. Yeah, so. but they would sit like on a different file or something, like on a different set of files. Where uh, prioritizing. Yeah. Um, so guys wouldn't even know they were in trouble till like six months later, and like, they don't even remember what what it was. But right. So yeah. So after after the probationary period, so patrol. Everybody has to do patrol. Yeah. So you do patrol after probation, and I had man, I had. I really wish it's not enough time yet for that story. But there's a story that that I tell to people, not online or anywhere else. But we'll we'll do it one day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was one of those stories. I'll tell it one day. It'll probably be in a book that I, I like write. Um, Send us the link. Just straight up cop stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's got to read the audio book. That's, that's the key. <laughs> you got to do the audio book version too. We're gonna plug that book. But hey, guys, he he said it. He finally said it. He said the story. Yeah, go to the link. Um, go to the link. It's a cool story. Maybe now I, I drown the story out with all the hype. And then yeah, they're like, yeah, well, yeah, was it really that bad? I'm like, well, fuck. Uh, it's a bad. really good story. But they still bought the book. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the whole sales point. The only, the only way you can read this or hear this is this. Yeah. yeah. Um, like but no, from there, again, it, it became very similar, right? And, and you had mentioned uh, the comparison between Chirac and Iraq. Yeah. And it was. Compare and contrast. It, it's the same shit different people really right because what's what's the one thread in all of this people yeah right yeah we all have basic needs and Mm -hmm. if you remove one of those needs or you make it difficult for one of those needs either by being a dick or a tyrant right in other countries here you got the little the head gang banger who's kind of a jerk to everybody and he doesn't like you so now you can't go to the corner store so you got to go three blocks away and now you're mad because you got to walk like it's a little shit that happens in, in, in these little pockets right these little ghettos and so the transfer of so like the chicken story right yeah um so now i'm like well where are these guys getting this like those juices on this corner don't come from that store they come from that other store mm-hmm. so who are you 
right? So now we're having these conversations and piecing it all together, um, little things like that. Guys, guys that didn't have other experiences would struggle with that. I'd be like, bro, look at that trash, bro. That's not from here. Yeah. And they'd be like, it's fucking trash, bro. Who gives yeah. a shit? And I'm like, well, no, man. Like that means something. Paying attention um, to detail. Yeah, there's yeah. Been some people here from uh, that neighborhood. A little, a little three cigarette butts together. Yeah. And there's three different cigarette butts. Yeah. What does that tell you? Hanging out. Three in different the dudes. Yeah, yeah. Other guys would just be like cigarette butts, trash. Yeah. That's yeah. not how it works, right? Um, so I think that that played a big factor into me moving into other roles sooner. Uh, people started to talk about that, and one guy knew another guy knew another guy, and then he's like, "Hey, just uh, send your resume to this guy." Yeah. And so I would informally just say, hey, this is who I am, right? Uh, here's my resume. And then one day to the next, they're like, come out, try out for narcotics. I yeah. was like, oh, there's a tryout? What are we going to do? <laughs> this is the tryout, man. The sergeant hands me the keys to an unmarked U- uh, UC vehicle. Yeah. And he's like, these are the cross uh, sections of the streets that we have guys doing buys. Go do some surveillance. Don't let them get hurt. Relay all information. The wow. end. That's it. Yeah. And I'm, in the, I'm on the other side of the city, right? And he's like, go do it. I was like, trial by fire, boys. This That's is how it, it goes. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because you're a young copper right off probation. You're like, what am I going to do now? So yeah. jump in the car, head over there, change some clothes on the way, sit there relaying information, totally zoned back into military stuff. Like, this yeah. is what I see. This is what I have. This is who's there, this and that. And then they're like, all right, that's really great information, but just shit that matters. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, was like down, I was like, cool, got yeah. it, got it. Does anybody just see the pigeon? Does anybody yeah. see the pigeon? Yeah. That yeah. pigeon's yeah. walking weird. It's yeah. moving yeah. backwards. I got two windows open. Like, on you the are high as fuck right now. I was like, I promise I'm not. It's not the fumes in this UC vehicle we <laughs> took from somebody else. Uh, and so it was, it was a cool event. I had never done anything like that, though I've done surveillance and counter-surveillance other places, even in contracting. Uh, but I'm watching these two dudes do buys. He goes around, he makes the buy, comes back out, and now we're starting to see the rest of the crew coming in to buy. So he had opened the shop, basically. Yeah. Right? So they're buying, they're buying, buying. And then so we would relay the team and be like, all right, female in red shirt, she just crossed the street, wait till she clears, so she'll clear another alley so they can't see. Yeah. And then the enforcement team snatches her up. Yep. Boom, mm-hmm. cool, got one. And then all, all of this is going through the headset. So we're all just chatting. And then another one gets snatched up. Another one. He's like, all right, we have five now. Try to get the dealer out. So the dealer gets out, take people into custody. And now you're able to charge people with delivery. You're able to charge them with more than just possession. Yeah. So yeah. it was a cool way to do things. But that was my trial by fire to get into that unit. And then with those guys, man, I just learned so much about communication, how to read people, how to take intel off of people. So you snatch up the buyers, right? And then essentially one of you guys going to get the dealer, correct? Because yeah. right. you said you want to get them out, just pull them out. So I just wanted yeah, to you don't clarify want, that. Yeah, because it... It's a different requirement, right, to go into somebody's yeah. – into their, their their place of residence or wherever they're Oh, you were going out. to po- post uh, post date, like, with the search – I mean, I don't know about back in the day, but so, with a search warrant, you're going to go? That would be later. That's that photo you were seeing me with the, with, with, uh, okay, the mask on. Serve a warrant. At that point, we were, we were hitting the house because we couldn't get into it, and yeah. she wasn't selling. So we're like, well, we just got to go in now. We have enough. Yeah. So – that was just a different scenario, but we would try to get him out, or we would we would try to befriend one of the one of the uh, buyers, and we'd be like, "I only got eight, you got an extra two, and then they're like, "Well, yeah, but I'm I need this, and then well, let me hit your shit, and like, yeah, yeah, whatever, right? So yeah, you'd create that little, hey, this is who we are, 
and the dude gets yeah. confident, and then you snatch him up. So, because you want him for delivery, you don't want anybody for for possession. Yeah, the, they're uh, out the, the same day. Yeah, for the possession. possession. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. possession wins are out the door. You just want to yeah. flip them to try to get that dealer. Yeah, but cool stuff that that you would learn that people get like. So back then we had the o- older phones like the Nokia's, right? Yeah, yeah, Snake, uh, Snake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that was such a fun game. Yeah, uh, but we would turn those on. Like I'd call you, my partner mm-hmm. in the car, and I'd just be having a conversation with you. Or I would cue it, and, and I'd be like, oh, so we're going to 5th and Damon? Okay, cool. And then I would cue it off. Be like, all right, man. And then you just hang out. And now the team gets in advance to get their post up, and they're observing. Yeah. Um, and if anything changes, you're just doing all this quick little stuff that, that I, I was able to learn from those guys and, and kind of piece together. And it helps. It helps with communication in general. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you had a, a one-up? Being military plus being from the streets. I felt, like I felt up? confident. Yeah. I felt confident. I don't know if it was a one-up, but I knew... Eh, fuck it. It probably was a one-up. Yeah, like, it was a one-up. I know this whole shit anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't fucking worried but about actually, anybody. that's my boy yeah, right there in the corner. Something new. Yeah, it wasn't new. It's not something that's like, holy... Like that, that first day, jumping in the car, watching this happen, you were like... Okay. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they, got a, they got a good angle. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I like what they're doing there. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, it looks good. Hey, isn't that Tito? Yeah. Oh, that looks a lot like my cousin. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait let's, a minute. Let's oh, distract minute. this. Yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, that guy, uh, anyway. that guy in yellow shirt, not involved. We, we just <laughs> took, we just took another left. Yes. Uh, so, so going back to the narc stuff because uh, uh, people are into that. I don't want to downplay the fact that you you were contracting before this. Uh, Dude, man. I downplay everything. I know, I know. So you you slide it in there. It's like, oh, what? He's a con- he was a contractor too. So I I uh, we talked a little bit uh, to Chris about it. And I wanted to harp it on it a little more. However, uh, I don't want to get off topic, you know, because yeah, we, yeah. even though we just did, uh, but it is something interesting. So if you're ever down here again uh, in the area doing training, why are you down here, by the way? I know it's not just for this podcast, or is yeah. it? So the company that I work for now, Fieldcraft Survival, we do a lot of training, right? So in in linking up through – so initially we were going to go to Homestead. Something happened, and then we met Chris – or Mike already knew Chris from TTOG. He's a good guy. And so yeah. Mike put me in touch with him, and it was like a bromance from, like, the second he answered the first message. Yeah. I was like, bro, do you always send hardy eyes to fucking dudes you just met? Because I'm in. Wait, you got hardy eyes too? I did. I do too. Yeah. I was I, like, this is going places. I felt it. I'm trying to get him back with the beard. <laughs> That'd be cool. I'm like, I'm trying to get him back. I'm just kidding. Let's uh, let's jump on a break, and then we're going to come back with some rapid-fire questions, yeah. unless you got some. No, real quick. Did I just say I don't want to get off topic, and we totally got off topic? Yeah, Completely. yeah. Hardy eyes. Like, who would have thought hard eyes? Right. What was the topic you were trying to stay on? The narc, the narc stuff. Yeah. But but yes. but when we come back from commercial break, I pulled the audience on Nick Off Duty, and they got some questions. Hell yeah. So we're going to give some shout-outs and some questions when let's we do back. it. Be right back. Hey, everybody. Check out the new law enforcement boot from Hikes. Woo! Built to last. It's full leather. Got a really sleek design, but still very formal if you have strict uniform requirements. Also, of course, it's super light and built like a tennis shoe. Good for comfort and for foot pursuits. Anti-static. That means no shocky-shocky. So great for my Bontech guys. Also metal-free. Great if you work around metal detectors so it's not beep-beep-beep all day. All their boots have a standard one-year warranty. With these boots, you can add a year onto that. 
the one-year warranty, hence the two-year warranty, by signing up online. And guess what, guys? They are hooking you guys up for listening to the Donut Shop podcast with 15% off if you just go to Hikes and enter the discount code DONUT. So head on over to Hikes, check them out. You know where to find them, Hikes.com. And remember, guys, heroes wear hikes. And we are back with the rapid-fire questions, so, but this, not so rapid. This is where the Nick Off Duty on Instagram audience, uh, I polled them. They're going to interrogate you. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Yeah, you know we should do? Since I have these, these lights, are yeah. you can change colors. We should go red. Yeah. Red. Damn. Yeah. I should have thought of that before yeah. the break. Another time. Another time. <laughs> We're going to go red. All right. Uh, Just pretend. So... This one is a f- uh, this question. I want to say thirty three percent of the questions. That's big. Uh, that, that was the same question. I don't yeah. know if that made sense. Thirty three percent of the, the whatever you know what I mean. We know where they, we this one was asked a lot. Yes, about thirty three percent of the time. <laughs> here we go. Cops so, and math. Here we go. Uh, and I'm going to word it here because you know what? I'm just going to word it here. But they don't get their shout-outs. Stand by a second. This is where I should have been a little uh, bit more prepared. You got you got. You want, I'm going to break in. This might be a quick one. Go. JC Bedencourt asks, what is the weirdest thing you found that wasn't narcotics? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is that so, not a quick one? <laughs> man, and, and it's not weird. It's more like... More like you look at the dude and you're like, really? Because you were trying to sell this? uh, Well, like a 65-year-old dude, like, really? Um, So he, (laughs) I chase him. (laughs) So he he does a buy. I know he's doing a buy. I come out. I throw on my vest. At this point, it's like, whatever. He he knows. I know. Uh, So I turned quickly from just um, a surveillance role, throw the vest on, and now you're an enforcement guy. Yeah. Right? So vest has badge, name, all the good stuff. Uh, I go up to him, I grab him, and in the process of shaking him down, and I saw him reaching his pants right from behind, so I thought he he, he keyed it into his is to his bum bum. Ooh. Um, so by bum bum you mean in his, in his butthole? In his butthole. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and he smells like shit, like his hands smell like. I was like, damn it, dude, you really did do that, <laughs> right? Um, so I'm just like, do it, just let it out, push it out, let it hit the ground. We'll work this out. In that process, a fucking small little butt plug with a little bag of heroin. So that's a a weird one. Uh, And he pushed hard enough to push the the butt plug out, but he shoved it in there with (laughs) the butt plug. Which is the the fact that he was out in the streets. Just walking around. Actually just just chilling. What what came out first? (laughs) The plug because of the weight. So the plug came out first. Yeah. So that, it makes and then the sense. leg rattled a little bit, a and then it came out the bag. The bag came out. Um, it makes sense. But it, then he looks down, and he's like, that ain't mine. Of course it's not yours, bro. <laughs> it didn't just happen to come out of your body. So, so then that goes to the question from Johnny Calber. Did you sniff test? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll, yes. We'll that doesn't count as a question, but good question. Yeah. Did you wow. figure this one out yet? No, no, no. Because <laughs> there was, there was, I'm telling you, there was a lot of people who asked the same thing, and then I had the the page up that didn't have the question. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to shout the person out, but okay. But the plug thing makes sense. It's like a a, a top to a a drug bottle. It's just keeping everything inside. It makes sense. Yes. Okay. So, anyways, here we go. A dot Estevez ninety two. Yo. He says, "Have you had to try drugs to keep?" Your cover concealed. I'm looking at another one, <laughs> J Kappa 50. So I'll give that guy credit too because uh, I'm looking uh, at same the same question. question. So I would have, I would have not lost my cover anyway, 
and still had a good time. <laughs> so the answer is C. Do what you got to do to survive, boys. Uh, oh, so you're deep undercover. Go. This is a joke. Uh, I got one. Yeah, AL go. AL nine one five underscore. Got to get the underscore in there. Yes. It's maybe not a narc question, but he says, uh, "How do you feel about the way Leos are being treated nowadays?" That's a good one. Uh, so how do I feel? And it's it's different. It's twofold, right? I probably would have felt differently if I was still actively a law enforcement guy, right? Yeah. Um, but looking at it from the outside in, it's shitty how how they're treated because look, just like everybody else, it really just it is a job. It's not it's not like a uh, it's not like a position in the world, right? It's not like, uh, how do I explain that better? Um, so it's not, it's a job in the sense that the people who wear the uniform, when they take the uniform off, ideally, they don't, they're not the badge, right? I take my uniform off and I'm Raul. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you you're breaking the rules and you're doing this, right? So that's not my identity, Um so when guys separate that, and this is where people have that misconception that cops are bullies and, and hall monitors. Um, if you really get to know cops, cops are just everyday dudes that have a job to do. Yeah. Just like people that work at McDonald's, you follow orders, you do what you're supposed to do. And it's unfair that they're treated like shit because they won by design. The job doesn't want you there, right? Law enforcement's this thing where... In the olden days, like it's in, in its inception, it was designed to just deter things. But now because people are being more shitty, so this is going to paint it all together, because people act a certain way and they're obnoxious and they're rude and they break shit, then f- cops are forced to come in and handle a situation that didn't have to happen to begin with. And now because you're emotional and cops come and they're like, hey, you need to leave, right? Because our boss is asking for you to leave because the other people around here don't want you here, yeah. so move. You're offended that they're there now, so you're gonna treat them like shit because it's an easy scapegoat. Yeah. Because it's a lot easier to point a finger and be like, well, no, you're the oppressor right. because it's harder to look at the fact that you're being destructive and you're an asshole, and it's easier to point the finger. So it is unfair because there's this emotionally charged environment with people that don't even know what the fuck they're mad about. Yeah. And that's dangerous because mm-hmm. how do you stop that? Right. Yeah. That becomes a very intricate or I- intriguing thing where you're mad, but you don't know why you're mad. So that you don't even know how to solve this problem. Right. Well, well they have several different narratives. And when you come out with something as a as a solution or, hey, this might help. And they switch the narrative to something else. And it's like, yeah. no, no, now it's this. Yeah. Well, it's one of the five fallacies of uh, of arguments. Right. And how to break people's arguments down. They'll always spin it. Yeah. Well, more cops. Well, then we're going to be militarized. Well, no, just don't be destructive and there's less cops because that's the idea right yeah it, it used to go it used to be one cop in a town of 300 yeah, yeah. and you the would sheriff, only call him yeah. to invite him over for dinner mm-hmm. you'd be like hey sheriff we have extra cool mm-hmm. can't make it tonight because i'm helping betty over here yeah right it, it, that was the idea of it and uh because of the immaturity in society they get treated badly by immature people because what's funny Nobody that's – and I'm not saying you're not educated, and if you feel offended, fuck you. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is the message. If, if you are educated in any way, you treat people the way you like to be treated, and mm-hmm. it's a basic human need like food, water, yeah. anything else. So I don't treat people badly. I call people that 
maybe look older than me. I'm not being offensive there. That one I'll apologize for because <laughs> I don't want to offend your age. Yeah. Um, but if people are older than me, I say sir and ma'am. Yeah. I don't have to, but it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. You treat yeah. people the way and it and it's, uh, has nothing to do with religion or upbringing. It's just basic simple if you want something, you give something, mm-hmm. right? If I want information from you and I'm like uh if I walk up to you I'm like tell me where the store's at, bro. Yeah. I was like, well, fuck you, yeah. right? Versus, somebody some versus, excuse me, sir, I'm looking for this location. I think I'm lost. Do you think you can help me? Mm-hmm. It becomes this interactive thing, and that's how, that's how it should be with law enforcement, but it's not. Yeah. It's, I can't be mad at my parents, and I can't throw rocks at my parents, so I'm going to throw rocks at the guy who resembles my parents as a position of authority because I'm a baby. So that's how you feel. Yes. About the way law enforcement <laughs> officers are being treated out. It's twofold, man. It's, it's yeah. the cops because they're not strong enough. And not that they're not strong enough, but they're being held back by the departments and policies. And then it's on the other side because it takes two to tangle, right? So the, the, the public needs to be better about how they treat people if they want to be treated a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get pulled over, I don't, man, why'd you pull me over, man? I'm late. I'm like, I get it, man. If you need to write the ticket, I understand. I know I was going 10 over. Here's all my stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And you, how do you how do you go? And Joe Joe Rogan talks about his. Like, how do you go from people trying to lie to you all the time to somebody being honest with you? Yeah. Like that. Are you now? You're confused, right? You're yeah. like, fuck. This guy might be lying to me. Yeah. But he's not. Yeah. Like yeah. shit. So um, yeah. He yeah. Said, what do you hide? Wait a minute. He's yeah. He said he was speeding, so he must have a dead body in the yeah. trunk. Yeah. This guy's get the dogs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then I have to be honest with you, sir. There's a lot of guns in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our profession. Really yeah, our profession. Yeah. Yeah. Chances are there's at least three guns somewhere. So <laughs> that's probably why we're super my hip, polite. And there's but, one in the back seat. But that's a that's a hat. That's a hat that officers need to wear. Is like. We do deal with our, – our job is to detect the, the liars and, mm-hmm. like, we, we always feel like someone's trying to get the one up on us and trying to get away with something because – yeah. yeah, yeah. So you look at everyone. So w- we always start there. Like, is this person – first of all, let me see if this person's lying to me. Yep. And then you work your way down and say, no, no, okay, everything, everything jives. Yeah. So, and it's hard, it's hard not to think that way. Why? Because if they are lying to you and they do have a gun and they do decide they want to do something bad to you, they're not going to be – you know, like, oh, I'm going to uh, arguing with you. They're going to be nice to you. They're yeah. going to try to try to wait until yeah, your guard you is down yeah. and then they're going to start blasting. So it's so it's, yeah. it's a cat and mouse game, right? Yep. The problem now. Right. Because when I was taught the concept of the cat and mouse game for law enforcement, I was taught you're both as a cop. You're both the cat and the mouse because you yeah. need to be sneaky and then you need to be the aggressor. Yes. Nowadays, it seems when you explain the 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 cat and mouse game to law enforcement they think they're only the cat so they've lost the ability to be fused with the people yeah. um the sooner we get back to being both i think the sooner policing will change yeah um That's good we're still good right we yeah, got another question yeah, yeah I, I got another one okay um it takes you back to the to the narc stuff even though we could probably keep going with all that conversation um is there any kind of certificates or certifications that you need to get when you become a narcotics officer or street crimes type. Who, yeah. who was the guy who, who oh, who's the yeah, person? Sorry. Uh, Barker Jacob. Uh, you know what? Baker. Baker. Oh, Baker. Oh, no, Baker. wait. You're right. Barker. It is Barker. Damn it. Come man, on, man. you're making read. me shout out people that don't exist. My bad. Uh, Barker. I had I had that same exact question yeah. lined up. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Go. You guys have like a bad marriage where you don't communicate well. Yeah, I know. We, we don't. I, text, <laughs> I texted the gift today that was kind of like, Hey, oh, that's funny. How you been? You still so, there? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from you in 48 hours. 
So the guys who do the best, I personally in narcotics and having seen some resumes, is are, are the guys who are flexible with information. Like you hear something, you're not like, oh, that's a nugget. You're just like, okay, cool, I'll file that and I can do this, right? Um, how it relates to certificates, it's just how you process information. So if you're better at analyzing, so there really is no certificates outside of the training that you'll get once you go onto the teams, right? So then you'll get like a debriefing or um, what's maybe the other big maybe one? Maybe some like recognition type. They uh, do, yeah, you'll get body, like body language recognition things. You'll get... Um, What's, what are the other ones that they offered after? So debriefing is like, hey, this is where you messed up. You need to improve on this. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just saying. But that's people their experience. Listen. Yeah. But that's their experience. From but so, so what's important, right, is it, so experience versus certificates, yeah. right? You can get all the certificates, but if you've never applied them, it's still just theory in mm-hmm. space, right? right? So the experience is you've tried it and it's failed or it's not and it's been successful. And if it was successful, how can I recreate that success? Right. Because that's really what certificates are. Yeah. It's, hey, here's this information that was successful at one point. Now make it successful for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, having certificates is important. Uh, it, it, it truly in, an, in isolation, it matter. It, it's important. Whatever your department wants you to have. Some departments are just there's 100 dudes and whoever's the most senior guy gets it, and he doesn't even want it. But he's the one that's up for it. Yeah. Um, so learn more than anything. Learn to read people. Be good and interactive. Learn to speak really well and learn to listen. Listening is a, is a tool that a lot of dudes forget because of ego. Like, I'm already a cop. I'm already cool. I don't have to hear what you have to say. Um, and there's a big difference between hearing people and listening to people. So um, be a good listener and dissect what they're trying to tell you and what they're not trying to tell you at the same time. So this is the, the for the credentials, right, to learn... What was the, the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what certificates like, and like, things do you like have that? To go, do you go and do you, like, I'm assuming from the question, do you go and you have to sit through a, 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 a 24-hour course, you know, like a week yeah. or a 40-hour course that teaches you how so, to be a drug officer? So but they'll saying, mold you. They'll mold saying, you from no, the inside, right? Yeah. So there are schools within once you get into the unit, and a lot of departments uh, just want you to meet time on the job and maybe some sort of high school or a college mm-hmm. degree, yeah. and then that qualifies you. So it also is also a word of mouth too because if if That's you're the, yeah. If, yeah if you're a patrol officer and you're out there and you're doing that stuff in uniform similar similar type stuff, um, like hey man this guy's this guy's good you know let, let's let's they're get like him man in. he's good in uniform yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, he, can yeah. Get the, yeah, he, he can solve those yeah when you he, when you have he, some catch those guys downtime yeah. you, you you get up on a wall with some binoculars I, I was an FTO for a little bit I had my recruits up there my rookies or my uh, training officers in training. Yeah, I don't like to call them rookies because noobs. Yeah, but so I would have them up on the wall, like, "Oh my god, this is how we do it." I'm like, "Yeah, baby, yeah, we're in uniform." So yeah, the, the word gets around that you're into that stuff, and then you have a liking to that, and you get to meet people, and, mm-hmm. and you make a name for yourself. Like, yeah, people out there aspiring to be. Well, uh, then the advice units. there is uh, just hustle. Yeah, get good at stuff without wanting to be recognized for it. Yeah, because somebody's watching. Yeah, somebody's listening. Um, I get comments from people that, that I look up to, and they're like, really good job on this comment you made. And I'm like, wow, you were listening to that? Yeah. I didn't think you were going to ever hear that. And they're like, yeah, good job. Awesome. And it's like, that's the stuff people are watching no matter what. Yeah. But if you're the eager beaver where you're like, hey, look at how many arrests I got. Yeah. Or, hey, look how much dope I found. Or, hey, look at all yeah. these guns I got. People don't care now No. because mm-hmm. you're just going to come tell us about it. Yeah. Right? So now the, the awards come out every month, and they're like, uh, roll. 33 arrests, however many pounds of whatever, however many guns. And everybody's like, you did that? 
Yeah. And they're like, who cares? I'll do it again this month. Yeah. Be that guy. Then people will be like, I need him because, one, he'll keep quiet and he'll run with a job. And nobody will ever know what's happening. And a lot of bosses like that kind of stuff in guys. Yeah. Guys that are just chill, quiet, and they get shit done. Keeping it in-house. Yeah. I like it. Totally. So well, I think we're out. That's the end of the yeah. End of it? That's worked really well. Let's take our final break of the show, and we will be right back. All right. Let's hear about... I'm excited to hear about Fieldcraft Survival. Ooh. Yeah. Be right back. Hey, what's up, podcast land? It's Justin here. Thank you so much. You guys have shown up big time over at blackoutcoffee.com. You've used your codes. You're helping out the show. Blackout Coffee has offered us a new code. It's DSP20. It'll now get you 20% when you re-up that bag of coffee that you just finished the other day. So hit it up, DSP20. You can find that link over on our page, donutshoppodcast.com, or you can just go straight to blackoutcoffee.com. And use DSP20 to get 20% off. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. What's up, podcast land? It's Justin here. Thank you very much for streaming and listening to these podcasts over on all the podcast apps. We really appreciate it. For those of you that may be listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can, go out to the front of it and throw some stars up for the donut shop. And uh, maybe even write a review. We appreciate it. Uh, we love doing this, and we're going to have a lot more great shows coming up for you in the future. Now, back to the podcast. We're back. We're back from being back. I never left. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, field craft survival. Big time. I mean, those of you who don't know about field craft survival, where have you been? Uh, <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about it? Because it's not just firearms. Some people might think, oh, yeah, that's the, the gun the gun guys. They teach you how to shoot guns. No. It's so much more to field craft than, than just the firearms portion, which is a big portion. It is. downplay it. Yeah. But so much more. Can you expand a little bit on what you guys do? Yeah. So, so field craft survival as a whole, it's, it's a company that just the idea is to make people better prepared for whatever the situation might be. Right? Yeah. So everything from... Even changing a tire, like best advice on changing a tire. We do shit like that. We really? do land navigation, how to maneuver around a map and read a map and understand what you're seeing on a map to how to start a fire, how to bandage your own leg if something happens, right? So field medicine, um, firearms training, self-defense training, combatives, uh, everything, planning, how to just be better, how to have things in reserve, you name it, if it's survival-related and being prepared and just being a good stand-up guy who's confident in everyday life, uh, we, we provide all that training. Everything, like I said, from field medicine to firearms to uh, vehicle loadout and planning, like what to put in your car, um, how much food to have on hand here and there. Uh, those are just little things. And within that information, there's a network of people that specialize in other things that are similar, right? So one guy might just be, hey, man, I specialize in just making sure we have the best tires so when you drive off-road in a desert with cacti, you don't blow your tires out. Yes. So now you got a network, or now you have that guy who knows that. Yeah. Then you got another guy who's like, you definitely need a, a spare fuel tank. So now you got more gas, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you got a guy who, who who cans and jars his own food. Well, now I got food this dude made. Yeah. And that network within the the learned environment of all the other little things, it just creates a, a essentially a community of people that are self-reliant and then have resources for things that they may not have on their own. So do you guys do like individual classes or is it like a school or do you have like 
a uh, month long trainings or how does how does it work with you guys? So because of people's schedules, right? Yeah. Uh, people work and they some have weekends off, some have weekdays off. Uh, the way the people's normal schedules work. Uh, for the most part, it's weekends off, right? So we do everything or mostly everything on the weekends. For law enforcement, we do more weekday stuff, Tuesday, Thursday, or Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Or Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, because that's like the, the team rotations for training. Yeah. Um, so for, for most folks, it's on the weekends, and it's everything from a one-day class to a two-day class. We have some five-day classes, like a long event. Um, but, again, those are done quarterly so people can gather and and they can take time off and do things like that but everything is one day or two day just because of people's schedules so we try to get you as much information as possible as quickly as possible so two days of training usually is what people experience the most and i don't know if you do this and i just i'm thinking of it as you're saying it it would be pretty cool if you had like a uh every like okay so you took this class you took it now let's go out and survive for a week and you guys set up a whole bunch of different things that they do i don't know i don't know if you do it or not yeah we have a five-day bug out on foot course there you go you combine it? all your skills with zombies together. damn i thought i had something zombies. that would be next time <laughs> that's like the graduation that's, that's, that's the next level. <laughs> damn i thought i had something damn. Um, COVID what about zombies. with teslas like do you have a loadout to put in a tesla <laughs> It's basically um, <laughs> find the next charging location. Yeah, yeah, just no. that's how to survive. Go yeah. to the next charger. Um, how um, many solar panels can you fit in a Tesla is yeah, the question. Yeah. Will the trailer <laughs> weigh more than the juice that the solar panel can put out? So is it really smart? Anyway, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you know, but it would be interesting if you went with your vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. You got a Tesla, obviously. Yeah. That, that's cool. What's the other car you have? A smart car. <laughs> My dad's got me one through of those. The mud, you know? Your dad's got one yeah. of those? Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. In Chicago. Well, yeah. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. My wife loves it. She wanted one bad. We found one on a good price. And, and you guys went for it? She, what, it was for her, for her car. So, and, and she loves it, you nice. know? So, but now I tell her, just try the Tesla. Happy wife, happy life. He yeah. showed up here in, in the smart car. The Did one, you? A couple times. A couple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it's good. Not today. I didn't see it out there. Limited, so. limited parking. Yeah, my Tesla's across the street. <laughs> um, so, and you mentioned the law enforcement side of the house. And do you, how do you recommend it, or would you recommend how law enforcement officers can maybe gain training through Fieldcraft Survival that perhaps they can't grab from their department? Yeah. So, and we all know this, right? The the departments or the agencies that we work for have a set curriculum, and they want you to just pass a standard. So this is all you get do this and then now you just have to qualify so there's no and there is in service for a lot of guys that want it uh, some places in service is just a requalification it's not even learn something new uh, so what we like to offer is we, we just expand upon what they already have with our shared experience and then we're like well does anybody have a goal to be a SWAT guys or like why are you guys here right everybody's motivated by different things and so we'll cater to that kind of training for guys we'll give them that little edge that they're looking for so for law enforcement specifically um we talk about just how their kit works better for them right um depending on what type of job they want to be if they want to be the officer that's chasing people versus the officer who's in the car versus the officer who just likes to write really great reports mm-hmm. so yeah we try to cater to them as you individuals to report writers <laughs> we do yeah yeah pens all over their belts yeah, yeah. i teach <laughs> well, them how to build a callus on their knuckle so it doesn't hurt anymore <laughs> hey, totally, right? totally, yeah. <laughs> <They're> surviving <laughs> 
So can you can because I don't think we hit what the structure was because I know you're the the head of training over there, right? Yes. Director of training. So you break down that structure a little bit as far you you mentioned something about the owner. Yeah. So Mike Lover, the owner, right, the CEO of the company. This was kind of his idea is to bring all the information that he picked up in special forces and all the contracting that he did and be able to give it to our population. Right. Because in the military, we go to other countries and we train other forces. We train the locals. Right. Um, so why not come home and train Americans yeah, with wow. the same stuff that we know and the same stuff that we've all learned? Uh, and so we've created those those curriculums based on um, everyone's experience. One. But Mike's idea as the CEO was like, let's do everything we can so that Americans can be self-sustained in the old school homesteading. So like how to plant food, how to harvest food, how to harvest mushrooms, like the most basic stuff people don't even like to do now. Like you ask a kid, mm-hmm. where do chicken nuggets come from? They're like the store. Yeah. And you're like, well, no, somebody had to kill this thing. Well, somebody had to raise this thing. Yeah. yeah. And then you start going in and they're like, man, that's really complicated for a chicken nugget. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we, we try to empower them with information and experiences and that's kind of the layout of the company. So there's, there's branches now. The company's grown a lot more since, yeah. since I came on. So when I came on, there was three or four positions. And it was all management, right? It was the CEO. It was um, logistics and operations, the vice president, and then training director. And so I took training and just ran with it. Uh, Mike was, was trusting enough with his company and was like, here are the keys, man. Let's see what you can do. Awesome. Similar to, the, to, the, to the, the, the story about the narcotics, right? They gave yeah. me the keys, and they're like, go watch these Trial guys. by fire. I'm like, man, guys like giving me some pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did that. I, 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 I ran with the training program, and it wasn't easy at first, right? Uh, it took time to develop uh, people's trusts and their desire to come out and train. So we just hustled and hustled and hustled. And sometimes it was five people in a class. Other times it was 15, 10, 12. But now every single class is sold out. And I think people see how much we actually care because we handpick every single instructor that teaches for us. They go through a vetting process. If they don't make the cut, they don't make the cut. I will find the best people to put in front of our community because we we truly respect our our people and we want the best people in front of them. Uh, And I think people are now seeing that because they don't see a lot of faces from our company. Uh, The guys that we're putting out now are the guys that have gone through the process and they're learning to, to be good enough. Or, or become better for our people. So, so I know one of those. I know one of those guys. Yeah, he linked us up. My boy, Chris. my boy Chris from TTOG. For sure. How'd you stumble upon that guy? Was he just roaming the fields with a rhinoceros style, and then you're like, "Hey, look at that rhino over there." Yeah, he's pretty it, good. It, I think he was the rhino in in um, Pet Detective. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hot in these rhinos. It's an, it's an important part. <laughs> And, and then warm. And for some reason, the rhino just made weird noises, and out came Chris. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit! Look at this dude!" Um, <laughs> so if you guys can imagine peeling rhino flesh as sweat and man <laughs> exit the rhino. Um, no, so I met Chris. Uh, Fieldcraft had a class out here in, in Homestead, and. Something happened where the range wasn't going to be available. They closed it down or something Something funky happened with the location. And Mike put me in contact with Chris. Chris was able to solve that problem quickly. And from that moment, we were like, that's that's a guy we need in the company. Yeah. Um, not only teaching our people, but just being a part of our problem-solving um, little brain power that we have as a, as a little CEO and his underlings. Yeah. Uh, but he, he came on board, and he's done nothing but execute everything – uh, at the level of professionalism that's unheard of, right? And having a guy who 
pretty much dominates Florida in training. Yeah. Um, to have him as an asset for us was, was huge. So um, I'm super grateful Chris was willing to come on, and, and he teaches better than some of the guys I've, I've trained with that I thought were professionals. And it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have him on board. And then shit randomly happens like us meeting. Yeah. Right? And then this uh, super cool project that's going to come out with Howitzer Manufacturing that – um, Chris and I were just talking about. So if you guys aren't following Howitzer, look them up. Howitzer Clothing is their tag, I believe, on on Instagram. Yeah. And it, yeah, they put out cool shit. I'm excited about that one. That's the the Rhino shirt yeah. that Chris had. Soft. And now soft and now t-shirts. the ape. And now he has an ape. The new the new gear. Hey 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 hey! If you're not on on Instagram, uh, TTOG. I wish we had one of those shirts in the studio so we could show it off. But uh, if you're not following them on, on Instagram, at TTOG underscore LLC, check out those. <laughs> check out those uh, he's, gotten, he's gone for beer like five times. He, he just wants to show that shirt off. Um, all right, so I hear, I hear things. Possible uh, spoiler alerts. It might be a beard shirt or something coming out. Hey, if it works oh, out, no. and I really hope it does, because I, I really like this this company and the product that they put out. So how it's if, if my shirt gets made, there will be a beard somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe on a gnome because I'm short. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it could be anything. There's a, uh, there's a new gnome floating around on social media right now that has the middle finger up. That so. could be you. So yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. A breakdancing uh, – a guy with two rifles on his legs. I could, I don't know. We're just throwing out there. Whatever happens, happens. How it's very it's Bronx of you, breakdancing yeah. and cardboard boxes. Yeah, yeah. That's you know. That's yeah. hey. That's the way. I, no, I skip I, class to do that. <laughs> but I wasn't in the Bronx. I was in some uh, suburban area breakdancing. Oh, Everyone's like, "What is this guy doing?" Cool. That's why. That's why you didn't stick with it. What breakdancing? Yeah. No, I still, I still, man. A couple beers and I'm good to go. The right <laughs> song comes on. <laughs> oh shit! Damn. All right, I'm gonna stop right there. Let's get back to Fieldcraft real quick because I I, I want to touch on some stuff that I saw. I mean, and and uh, you mentioned it about the 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 growing of the foods, as simple as that. I thought that was I didn't know it went that deep, but I saw that you had some like sweet rides. Like you guys were upfitting these cars that were yeah. like I'm like wow that thing is awesome. Be cool to to check out some of those rides and then like the lights and. There's so much extra stuff you're adding to this, and the rhyme and reason behind it is for what the the COVID nineteen zombies or what was that for? Uh, so no, we we've been doing this before all this madness, right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's just to be able to take the little things like the ability to see in the dark, so better lights, right? Yeah. So lights yeah. on these vehicles that can like create daylight in the area that you're in, uh, mostly for. St- it's not like, hey, let's just light up everywhere we go. It's like if we're in a convoy and then something happens to your truck, my lights will help while we fix the truck. Yeah. Or it'll spotlight certain areas. Now we know where to go. And then we t- we dim them down and use regular lights. Yeah. So it's not this obnoxiousness. Yeah. It, it's all – basically there's a tactic to how to use light. And so we put these lights on these vehicles to do so. Just like uh, like you were saying, these vehicles are outfitted really, really cool and they look aggressive and, yeah. and like they can handle their own, right? Um, they're just so that you can go off-road and go places where other people can't and maybe helps you get away a little bit uh, easier, not faster, because you have to move slow in some terrain. Yeah. Yeah. But the vehicles are capable of doing so. Yeah. So if you see all of our loadouts in Fieldcraft Mobility, um, that's that's what that is. It's vehicles and information for people to build out their side project. Maybe you have a forerunner sitting out back that nobody's using. Hey, well, we can give you information on how to build that thing up, just like our Fieldcraft Fit page teach you how to work out how to fight how to program your body like we do a little bit of everything um, because we truly believe in empowering the individual and and all those things so like you said vehicle stuff 
fitness, shooting, fighting tactics, survival, man, I, you name it. I chuckled a little bit at the fitness thing because you, you had said something about appendix carry, right? Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that post. Yeah, it made me feel great. Yeah, it's like all you guys crying about uh, not appendix carrying, something of that sort. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, because you're overweight, do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stop crying. Yeah. So, so I just chuckled a little bit at that. Well, here's the problem, man, is if we're not honest with each other and just be like, hey, bro, you're fucking sh- you're fat. Yeah. <laughs> fix it. Uh, we'll never fix it. But what about what about the love handle being a fourth level of retac- retention? Yeah, where it goes over it. Yeah, and it just yeah. really protects from anybody being on. Nah, yeah. yeah. kind of like a level three holster. Yeah, but you, I, you <laughs> flop know, over. Like, I, I've never really wanted, like, wanted to go front appendix just because of the word like Nick uses, my giblets and my, stuff yeah. like that. You know, uh, and, and I've always stayed to the right side just because for me that's where my duty weapon is, and I try to train like I'm at work, so it's always fluid and always the same thing that I'm doing at work for now. Um, you know, so that's my excuse. But yes, I, I definitely <laughs> want to make sure the mushroom goes away. Well, the, so the, the tingas, so yeah. so you can keep eating the tingas, yeah. right? Well, I only ate two chicken tinga tacos. <laughs> that's and it. Had avocado, the good fat. Yeah. The keto fat. <laughs> which, by the way, that's why you haven't had uh, one of these lovely donuts. I know. It's because you're on keto. I'm. Hey, hey, Chris. I'm glad I crushed that. Uh, Starbucks meal. <laughs> uh, for all of you guys doing keto, you can survive on keto anywhere you go. I know people that complain about keto, and this is a lifestyle choice, right? Um, oh, I don't, I can't find food here. I can't find food there. There's little bits of food everywhere, yeah. Yeah. and you can piece together meals, and you don't have to eat badly. So, being out of shape, <laughs> being overly shaped, yeah. uh, Too many, many is, shapes. Yeah. It, it, it's a choice, right? And yeah. it's unfortunate that the people around you who do love you and care for you, that they care about you so much that they don't want to hurt your feelings, but they allow you to hurt yourself physically by not being in shape. Um, so, yes, they love you, but tell them to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so there's meals you can eat anywhere and not be fat. So stop it. Um, so, that's a hindrance if you want to survive in a world where fitness is and it's not a fitness like hey let's all have six packs and look like chiseled models Mm -hmm. it's the ability and here's a great example if you have to move from a connection flight and you have to go from one gate to another and you cannot make that because you're out of shape Mm -hmm. it's not the airline's fault yeah it's your fault right so the acceptable being being able to accept the fact that it some shit is your fault we can then create change right um i do it every day i don't want to work out every day but i look in the mirror and i'm like go freaking do it and then I do it, yeah. Mm. And it's that easy. So I think get in shape. I think starting it, uh, you start. Hopefully, it, my wife has stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> you start it, uh, you know, like oh damn, I gotta do it. Then it becomes uh, routine. Then it becomes just like a habit. It's like ah, oh, no, you don't even think twice totally. once, you, once you're doing it. I'm 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 in that trying to get a routine down yeah. part now. So I did keto, uh, and then, and then the science behind keto is is essentially. Uh, field craft survival type stuff we boil it down all the way back to the caveman days right. when the, the turn of seasons when there wasn't fruits and all that stuff around they were just eating meat and stuff yeah. so our body adapted and went to and ketosis. the body amazingly adapts itself yeah so I can be in keto and then swap out of being in keto and then just thrive on that style of energy but yeah. then as soon as I go back to keto my body is like cool this is what we're doing roger that and then it does it yeah so it's not like you're shocking or doing anything and, and it may seem like we're, we're not going anywhere with this keto conversation, but how this applies to law enforcement, ever since every one of us was a kid and we saw a cop on TV, we knew one of two things. They were driving, they were talking, or they were running. 
So guess what? You're a cop now. Yeah. Be good at running. Yeah. Stop being fat. I mm-hmm. keep saying that yeah. because if you're in a profession where you carry a potentially uh, lethal piece of equipment on you, you need to be able to run so that you don't freak out, you're out of breath, and then you shoot somebody because you're panicked. Yeah. So be a professional. Lose a little bit of weight. Train. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. And, and we talked. Uh, you had anything else? Because we talked a lot about the field craft. And everyone's like, man, that sounds really cool. And if you don't know about them, yeah, again, get out from underneath the rock. Uh, but huge YouTube channel as well. Right? Yes. Yeah. So our field craft mm-hmm. channel is big. Yeah. Uh, our Instagram field craft. Again, everything pretty simple. Field craft survival. YouTube field craft survival on Instagram and Facebook. We even have a couple of uh, Facebook pages where people have come together and become friends on there. Uh, prep DDCs one where people can share ideas and be like, hey, what do you guys think of this uh, bag or what do you think of this med kit? And then people are just sharing and bouncing back. Well, I have this, and now you have resources online. Totally, um, yeah. So that's what that again the preparedness, and now we utilize social media to link people together. Yeah. So in classes, we link people together physically. They're able then to take that, and then there's guys that live an hour away, and they didn't even know it. So now that you got a new friend that can go out of the range and do things with, right? Mm-hmm. And then on social media, you can connect with people, and your network just gets bigger. So that's that's the mission statement is to, to bring together a group of people and share everything possible for them to be more confident and survive better um, to the point where they're thriving. Yeah, and, it, and it's not just a... And the social media accounts aren't just uh, highlight reels. Right. You guys are giving information, good yes. stuff, giving good information. Yeah, we get yelled at all the time by other business people. They're like, yeah. you should be selling that. Yeah. We're like, why? Yeah, people need to know this stuff. And if, it, if the only way that they're going to learn it is if it's free, well, here it is. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because not everybody's going to pay for stuff. Right. And that's fine. It's mm-hmm. nothing. It doesn't cost me anything to share something that I learned from somebody else. Last, last thing. For the, the person that's listening out there and like, that, that sounds cool, but I'd probably be a fish out of water over there. That's not for me. I'm not the tactical type of guy. But, man, I wish I could do it, but I just don't want to feel weird out there. Do you have anything for those people? What are the type of people that come to your class? So we get everything. Yeah. Guys who were prior military, prior law enforcement, active, law, active military, um, to the guy who just he didn't do what he wanted to do when he was younger. And this is his way of getting a little bit of that. So we encourage everyone. So we have fundamental programs to teach you the very basics of everything and then into more progressive style of training. So take some stuff that's going to make you more confident. Obviously, you don't want to be doing crazy stuff when you're not skilled enough because you put yourself in danger and others, right? But we offer all that training. And if we don't offer it, we have resources and people that we can connect you with um, to get you doing it. So get off the fence. It's easy. It's easy to just pick up and commit to something. So buy something, right? Buy a class. And now yeah. you're like, well, damn, I bought it. I have to go. Right. Invest in yeah. the class. Yeah. Invest so in the class, right? You're investing in yourself. Yes. That little investment leads to bigger things because now you meet some people. You shake some hands. You have new friends. So what you think you're spending, and it may seem like, oh, 350 400 bucks. Yeah, the information you're getting, it took me a lifetime to build in yeah. my brain. But there's no price there. Yeah. Uh, all the training that I've gone through and the government has spent on my development, 400 bucks is nothing compared to that. Yeah. So when I go to classes, I don't care what they cost. I'm going to pick up all the information that guy has learned throughout his life and what he figures is the most relevant, important information now. That's so what I, that's why what I was not. Gonna, that's what I was going to ask you. It's just like, all right, there's a lot of fat on here, guys. Here's what here's the meat. Here's yeah. what I got. This is what yeah. I got. I went to sc- I went to school for all this time. But this is what you need to learn right yeah. here. This is what I believe. So that's what you're doing essentially, right? Yeah. Awesome. We're giving you the 
the substance of all of the things that we think are important without the extra fluff. There's fluff everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's fine, right? Because that's how you fill the blank. Yeah. But we, we give you everything you need for you as an individual, and then you build upon it, and then you come back to us, and then we refine that, and then you go away with some more stuff. Yeah. So uh, last one. Any beard-growing uh, classes? I'm trying to work Basically, on Basically, um, push-ups there? grow your beard. No wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but only push-ups on your knuckles. Oh. Right? I prefer those, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's been awesome. It's been real. It's been amazing. Thank you for coming by. I know you had that four-hour flight plus an hour drive in Miami yeah. traffic, which is a nightmare. And I understand why you moved uh, yeah. out there. Um, totally worth it, by the way. I'd do it again tomorrow if I had to. Oh, that means that means a lot coming for you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Jay, what do you got, man? Anything? Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, ever since Chris was on our episode and I learned a bit more, started looking into the field craft just because he spoke so highly about it and, and, and seeing the stuff that you guys are doing over there. It's, it's, it's awesome to me um, because it really just shows that people that maybe – didn't make that choice, like you said, make the choice to go into the military at that certain age or, or have the exposure to that type of training, either through their law enforcement careers or just at everyday civilian life. It, it, I think it really shows that it gives them the opportunity to be a better American because of what the country allows us to do, uh, the freedoms that we have, and then just the experience that individuals like yourself, like Chris, uh, like Mike Glover, are, are able to bring back and, and teach us. You know, so it's it's awesome, and I appreciate it. And I think the the company looks great. Um, and, and just so the listeners are knowing, yes, he got off a plane four hours, and and he's here to teach. So you do travel around the nation, and yeah. you have classes. They could find the, all that stuff uh, where on the website. Yeah, on the Fieldcraft Survival website, you can find all that. And I'm glad you said that because people are like, oh, when are you going to be in this neck of the woods? Well, hey, I'm going to be somewhere in the country that's at least at a. At, a simple drive from you, four or five hours. Yeah. Just do the drive. Again, it's an investment in yourself. When you drive, enjoy the ride, right? We've, for, we've taken for granted some of these most amazing things now. Flying, I love flying. I'm a, I'm a, a meat suit dude, right? Yeah. On a plane, flying above the earth. Yeah. But people are mad when they're on a plane. Right? And they're mad when they get in their car to drive. That's because they don't have the window seat. You're on a robot, man. Yeah. You're, you're driving a little speed robot. Yeah. How are you not excited, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, as people get wrapped up in their, their personal lives, that they think their personal lives are the problem, and then they don't enjoy everything else. So I say, I say those little things as a caveat to get in your car, enjoy the ride, show up to a class that we're at. We're all over the country. Um, there's classes just about in every state, so there's no reason for you to not be... Uh, able to make one of the training events. The only reason you would not make it is because classes sell out within two to three weeks of us posting it. Yeah. Um, so, like I said earlier, just do it. Sign up, and now you're committed, and now you have to show up, and then I guarantee it'll change the way you see yourself and training it, uh, as a whole. That's awesome. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's going to be the end of the podcast for this time, but you are coming back in town in the next couple months, correct? That's right. Can we get a part two? Let's do it. We'll talk oh, about all man. the stuff we didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah. The stuff that can't get you in trouble, we're going to talk about that. What, what, what was in the book? Sorry, I got a drink. Sorry, I know. I drink. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the podcast over in Podcast Land and yep. on YouTube. And we're out. And shout out to Chris wherever you're at. Where you might be.
Calling all units, calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. 